Hello, and welcome to I Watch This As An Adult, the podcast where I review movies from my childhood from an adult perspective. And this week I will be reviewing 1991's Cape Fear. Hi guys, and welcome to the show. Bear with me today, guys. Just, just bear with me today. I got allergies. Allergies are kicking my ass today. So if I sound like I'm underwater, if I sound like I've been deep sea diving or some shit, it's because of allergies. It's because the weather changed. It like every time the weather changes, my allergies just start kicking my ass. You know, it can turn from hot to cold, cold to hot. You know, it just it just does that. Okay, so bear with me, fellas. Fellas, bear with me, people. Just bear with me. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to be reviewing 1991's Cape Fear. Uh, Before I do that, uh, I want to talk about some things I watched this week. I also want to talk about some some things. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. (coughs) Excuse me. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Like I said, bear with me today. Bear with me today, please. Um, I'm a little under the weather. I'm sorry, but I got to get this done because I'm busy tomorrow. I got to go vote. Um, if you haven't voted, go vote. Uh, I'm going to go vote tomorrow. Uh, finally get this shit done. Vote. I really, speaking of voting, this is a great, great segue to voting. I've been seeing a lot of people do mail-in ballots. You know, been seeing a lot of celebrities do mail-in ballots. There's a lot of celebrities I follow on Instagram. They do, they were doing like fucking mail-in ballots and shit. A lot of people just doing the mail-in ballot, and I don't think that's a good fucking idea. I really don't. I think you should go in person, like I'm gonna do tomorrow. I'm going in person. I'm gonna make sure my vote is counted. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna make sure my vote counts. Um. And be there in the poll choosing who is going to run this goddamn country. Okay? Uh, mail-in ballots don't work because I guarantee you... Because um, I guarantee you... I don't want to... I really don't... I don't like getting political on this goddamn show. I really don't. Because people were saying that on... In the next two days, the Republican turnout for uh for the election is going to be huge okay it's going to be huge everybody on the republican side voting in person everybody on the democrat side democratic side i see doing mail-in ballots that's not the way to get this that's not the way to get this fucker out of the goddamn white house i'm sorry you know like we all know every it's it's no secret that everybody fucking hates trump okay (laughs) it's no fucking secret Okay, I'm just another one throwing my hat into the goddamn pile, okay? It's no secret. Uh, It's the only way to get this orange fucker out of the goddamn White House. We have to show up in person. But it seems like everybody already threw their fucking best, basically threw their fucking vote in the goddamn garbage. You know, you threw your vote in the garbage by doing the fucking mail-in ballot. I'm not gonna do that. I'm going in person. Okay, I'm going in person, I'm going to a fucking poll, and I'm going to vote. 
Okay, if you haven't voted yet, you should do the same thing. If you if you if 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 you want to vote, go to the polls either tomorrow or on election day. Go there. You could have polled early. I hope a lot of people polled early. Um, but I'm going to go tomorrow. Uh, poll. Make sure your vote counts, okay? Just make sure your goddamn vote counts because uh, we can't take four more years of this motherfucker. This motherfucker's going to run this country into the ground. He's going to run this country into the ground worse than what it is. He's going to have Russia over here. He's probably going to have fucking North Korea over here. He's been talking to fucking dictators, people. He's been talking to fucking dictators. That ain't no laughing matter. You guys need to fucking vote and go in person and goddamn vote. Okay? This ain't a laughing matter, people. Go and vote. Uh, don't And don't let rappers influence your vote don't let rappers influence your vote please don't don't let 50 cent and and, 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 and Lil Wayne or whoever is voting for goddamn Trump or whatever the fuck influence your right to vote don't do it like have your own brain look at the fucking facts what what this orange motherfucker is doing and you go vote his motherfucking ass out that's all I got to say about that. Now I kind of don't even want to talk about movies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Since I went on that goddamn rant at, at, at the beginning of the show. <laughs> but, but we need to get rid of this guy. We need to fucking get rid of this guy before he fucking runs us into the goddamn ground. Before this is a goddamn communist country. Okay? That's what we need to fucking do. Um, but anyway... I got two movies that I watched yesterday. <laughs> Speaking of the election, I, wa- I watched Borat 2. Um, it's not as... This qu- it's going to be really quick. It's not as good as the first one. Not as funny as the first one. It lacks a little bit. There's a couple of things in there I chuckled at. Uh, I heard everybody talking about the Rudy Giuliani shit. This is what you really want to hear about. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I heard people talking about the Rudy Giuliani shit. Uh, is not as bad as I thought it would be. The way people were talking about it, it was like, oh my God, I thought he took his dick out and started jerking off or some shit. You know, <laughs> I was expecting for him to pull his dick out and start jerking or some shit. But it was like, it was like some quick shit. It was like some quick shit. Like, there's a girl in the movie that plays Borat's daughter and she kind of fucking like set him up to go in a back room with her. And he, uh, she kind of, it, it was, it was really quick. It was so quick. I didn't even notice what the fuck was going on. <laughs> you know, like, I was like, oh, I was like, wait, it was kind of like, a, it was kind of like the, it was kind of like when they set Marion Barry up. If you remember Marion, if you're old enough to remember Marion Barry, <laughs> it's like when he set him up with the hooker and the crack, <laughs> it was kind of like that. Um. But does the motherfucker deserve it? Yeah, because really, Rudy Giuliani's a fucking creep. He really is. He's a fucking creeper. He looks like fucking Nosferatu. Uh, you know, he's a creepy fuck. He's a little creepy, bald, old, just wrinkled motherfucker. 
this hunchback of Notre Dame looking motherfucker is what he is. But, uh, <laughs> he looks like, he looks like every fucking movie monster. He looks like Nosferatu. He looks like hunchback of Notre Dame. He looks like Igor for Frankenstein. Yes, master. Yes. I shall pull the lever. Yes. He looks like all that shit. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, that's a great Peter Lorre, huh? Isn't that a great Peter Lorre? But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh google peter laurie you'll find out who he is but um anyway um yeah it, it wasn't as bad as i thought it was i thought he like just fucking whipped the dick out you know <laughs> that's what i really thought he did i was like oh shit really you i putting this dick out <laughs> because <laughs> i heard people talking about it but i didn't want to hear about it i wanted to see it for myself so i could be shocked and it was really nothing. It really wasn't anything. It was blank and you missed it. Is what it was. But still a creepy fuck. Uh, but yeah, like I said, not as good as the first movie. Moving on, I also watched uh, Bill and Ted's Face the Bill and Ted Faces the Music. Is it Faces the Music or Face the Music? I don't know. Bill and Ted Three. But uh, I watched Bill and Ted Three. I was a huge fan of Bill and Ted as a kid growing up. Uh, those movies will be coming someday. You keep listening and I'll do it eventually. I'll do both movies eventually. But again, not as good as the first or second one. Um, it, I laughed. It was, it was funny, but it had a, it had a very, very anticlimactic ending. <laughs> like it was like anticlimactic as fuck. It was like, it happened, and then all of a sudden the movie was over. We were like, oh, this is it? The movie's over? <laughs> you were like, the ending's, the ending's very anticlimactic. It was like, what? That That's it? It's like, oh, yay. It's like, because like they have to save the world. It's like, oh, yay, we saved the world, and then credits. It's like, that was it. <laughs> that was it. But yeah, it's it's not it's not a bad movie. It's... It deserved to be on VOD. It did not deserve to be in the theaters. I think they released it. You know how they do VOD and limited theaters. I think they did that. But watch that shit on VOD. It's not worth theater time. Um, it's not. It's like it's like it's something. It's like something that you would put on Netflix. It really is. Like it's something you would put on Netflix. Have people watch it. And that'd be that'd be in the end of it. You know that's it. Uh, but. Not a bad movie, but not the best movie. It's not better than the first two. That's all I got to say about that. I went on a big ass tangent about fucking voting. I'm sorry, like I'm sorry about that, but it's our future, man. Our fucking future, man. Like we got to we got to vote this dude out, man. We got to vote this dude the fuck out. I don't care. I don't care about you know anything that fucking Biden did um, and Harris did in the past Trump is fucking worse <laughs> okay Trump's worse he's gonna run this goddamn country into the goddamn ground we need to vote go vote I'll be back with the review of Cape Fear <laughs> see you guys later Alright guys, I'm back. Cape Fear, 1991. Uh, 
how I like to start this off. You already get, you guys already know if you, this is like what, episode 38 or whatever. <laughs> I don't know, but I don't really keep count, but I keep count, you know. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, the way I saw this movie as a kid was my dad had it on VHS. Uh, and I watched it and like automatically this was like one of my favorite movies. Like I really blame this movie for uh, making me a cinephile at a young age. Because a lot of kids, because I was very, I was very different from a lot of kids my age. You know, especially a lot of uh, black kids my age. You know, I cared about cinematography and act and the acting uh, prowess of an actor and just directors and you know I cared about a lot of things that a lot of normal uh normal kids did not fucking care about you know <laughs> so and I kind of partially blame this movie for I blame this and Pulp Fiction you know this and Pulp Fiction kind of turned me into a cinephile it made me like uh, appreciate movies more, you know, appreciate the time that goes into movies, the time that it, the time it takes to make a movie, and, excuse me, <coughs> told you, allergies, bear with me, folks, bear with me, um, but yeah, like, I blame this movie and Pulp Fiction for that, really, like, they, they, they made me into the cinephile snob that I am today, <laughs> but anyway, um, this is a remake of a 1962 movie, which was adapted from a novel called The Executioners. Uh, a screenwriter named Wesley Strick wrote this, the 1990s screenplay. Um, Wesley Strick would go on to do Batman Returns. Ugh. But uh, I, I, there'll be a review of Batman Returns in the future. Like I said, keep listening. You'll hear it. Uh, <laughs> but... Um, Anyway, the movie was originally going to be directed by Steven Spielberg, but he uh, turned down the script because he thought it was too violent, and he uh, passed it on to uh, Martin Scorsese so he could focus on his passion project, uh, Schindler's List. He thought that Cape Fear was too violent, so he turned it down so he could work on Schindler's List. Think about that, folks think about that but anyway um let's talk about casting because the casting here is pretty pretty interesting um harrison ford was originally who uh scorsese wanted for uh the role of sam Bowden. uh but however uh ford actually wanted to play the role of max katie the villain and i'm thinking about that when i read that and i was thinking about that and i was like has harrison ford ever played a villain I don't think I've ever seen Harrison Ford play a villain. Villains don't pop in my mind when I think about Harrison Ford. I don't think I've ever seen him play a villain. And I don't think, I really don't think that he could pull off being a villain. Because, especially a villain like Max Cady. Because Max Cady is just unhinged. He's fucking unhinged. And I don't think that Harrison Ford could pull that off. I don't. He's he's too calm and subdued, and too like Mr. Cool for school guy. You know, like I don't think Harrison Ford could pull that off. I don't think that I don't think he could do that. But um, 
more uh, other casting news. Uh, Drew Barrymore and Reese Witherspoon were both up for the role of Sam Bolton's daughter Danielle. Obviously, they didn't get the role. And this is a this is a very, very, very interesting casting note. Bill Murray was originally going to be cast as Max Cady. Bill Murray <laughs> originally it was going to be Bill Murray who was going to be a Max Cady, but that was when Spielberg was still attached. Steven Spielberg really wanted uh Bill Murray to be Max Cady and I think that would have been interesting. I, I <laughs> that would have been an interesting role for Bill Murray, I think. I don't know if that would have like ruined his career, <laughs> but I think it would have been interesting cuz Bill Murray is kind of known for these kind of like aloof characters you know like these characters that are like they're like aloof and sarcastic and snarky you know he's not really like the crazy guy he never really played the crazy guy he had what about Bob I guess what about Bob is like the closest thing he came to Cape Fear (laughs) you know what about Bob is kind of like the comedic version of Cape Fear (laughs) if you if you want to think about it so in a way he already kind of played Max Katie (laughs) in a comedic way but uh but yeah that would have been i think that would have been a, i would think that would have been an interesting casting choice for max katie but obviously we know that didn't happen uh nick nolte got the role of uh sam Bowden. um honestly nick nolte i gonna be honest i haven't seen a lot of nick nolte's work outside of 48 hours can't say that I have. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything memorable other than 48 hours that I could think of. Uh, so, like, I really can't gauge Nick Nolte's acting. So, Nick Nolte is just Nick Nolte to me. I know a lot about Nick Nolte's personal life more than I know about his acting. <laughs> you know? And uh, it's kind of his, his the way he portrays Sam Bowden, you know, kind of, you know, kind of weird not weird but like he just plays him like vanilla you know like he's he's just this fucking uptight vanilla lawyer you know (laughs) that's pretty much what he is uh he's just just a lot like he's like he's just like a lot of protagonists back then it's like a lot of protagonists now you know like the protagonist is just straight line he's just a straight and arrow you know like that's 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 the way that fucking Nick Nosey played him. Just played him just fucking straight laced, just straight as he is. That's what he did. Um, we have uh, Jessica Lange in here who plays his uh plays his life plays his life plays his wife, <laughs> Lee Bowden. Uh, she gives a very like bipolar performance because she can be really calm. But then she just gets real, like, rage can just come out of her. Two scenes in particular. There's a scene where the dog dies. And uh, Nick Nolte is, like, pressing her about the dog. And she just goes, she just unloads on Nick Nolte. <laughs> She's like, I don't know what happened to him. And she just like that. And also, another subplot is Nick Nolte's character, Sam, is... Uh, 
actually trying to he's having an affair but not really because <laughs> he's having an affair with one of his uh i guess it's like his paralegal uh her name is Lori. uh she's played by iliana douglas if you remember her uh fun fact about that i did not know that iliana douglas and martin scorsese were a couple at this time so i didn't know that that was new uh, <laughs> didn't know that at all but so sam is sam is having an affair hey having an affair but not really they haven't had sex or anything they even allude to it that they haven't had sex at the beginning uh because like they're just like and she knows he's married that's the thing she knows he's married but they haven't had sex but they're flirting and nothing happens but it's still cheating because he's kind of getting too close to this he's getting too close to this girl getting real close to this girl and it could happen at any minute (laughs) it was like it could happen at any minute he could he could have sex with this girl in any minute but um yeah so like um uh jessica lane's character lee confronts uh nick nolte's character sam about that and she starts off she starts off really calm and then like just like she just unleashes hell on him by the end um just unleashes fucking hell on him and it's like it's one of the scariest things you ever want to fucking see (laughs) it is it's one of the scariest things you ever want to see so her performance is lee Bowden, top notch i love it um we also got uh juliette lewis who plays the daughter danielle Bowden. uh juliette lewis just exudes this kind of like innocent sex appeal about her that is like really uneasy and really uncomfortable because she's only 17 uh juliette lewis is juliette lewis is only 17 years old in this movie and her character is supposed to be 15 so you're so uncomfortable when there's certain scenes in here with her and you're like oh god this kind of gives me like an icky feeling you know because there's a scene in here where there's a scene in here where she's just like sitting in her room and she has nothing on but like a skippy she has nothing on but like a spaghetti string shirt and some panties and she's laying in like a really provocative way and you're like this girl's only 17 years old in real life <laughs> you know <laughs> you're not supposed to be looking at her like that <laughs> you know but it kind of like you kind of get like like traces of it kind of alludes to the other scene that happened to her earlier in the movie which i'm going to get to uh later on so it kind of alludes to that is what is is what what i'm trying to say they're they're kind of trying to show you that she's got she's trying to have some type of sex appeal and what happened to her uh, a couple scenes later, a couple scenes before, I'm sorry, a couple scenes before kind of changed her, you know? So it's like, it's really like this uneasy teenage sexuality, you know, just like, un- it's uncomfortable as fuck is what I want to say. Uh, but let's get to what we want to talk about. Robert De Niro as Max Katie. This has to be De Niro's best role ever. To me, it's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite De Niro roles. 
Uh, it's better than Travis Bickle in uh, Taxi Driver. It's better than uh, Godfather. Anything, any mafia bosses play Goodfellas, Casino, you know. And I love those movies. Uh, Midnight Run. A lot of people hold his character in Midnight Run to high regard. Better than that, I think. Definitely better than the shitty. Better than Heat. And I love fucking Heat. <laughs> heat is the shit. I love Heat, but. <laughs> But it's even kind of better than that, you know? Like, cause like he just plays this role so out of his comfort zone. It's fucking amazing. You know, it's just fun to see, it's just fun to see actors come out of their comfort zone. Like Denzel, like even like a Denzel Washington when he played in training day. It's like it's out of his comfort zone. Even his character in flight uh is a little bit out of his comfort zone. You know, I love when actors play out of their comfort zone and they show another side to them that you didn't know they had. You know, I love it. Some can pull it off. Some can't. Robert De Niro pulled it the fuck off <laughs> with ease. Um, and, and like he has one of the creepiest scenes in cinema history with Juliet with Juliet Lewis. Uh, where he, uh, cause he finds out that Sam, Sam has a daughter cause she fucking walks outside when, uh, he's like stalking the family. Uh, and he's like, oh shit, you got a daughter? Oh, and might I add that Max Katie has been to jail for, uh, raping a teenage girl. That's what he went to prison for. And that's what this whole thing is about. Like he, he's mad because he spent 15 years in prison. Sam Bowden. Um, Sam Bowden uh, was his lawyer and he felt like he didn't do his best to defend him and he spent 15 years in prison he talked about all the atrocities he had to suffer in prison I think he got talking about how he got gang raped in prison and all this shit and it's very 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 terrifying so so he he so he wants to take this he wants to take all this shit out on 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 sam bowden's family and the way he could do that is doing what he does best is messing with little girls so uh he lures paula danielle uh into like somehow he gets into her school somehow he gets into her school he lures her into the uh the auditorium and he pretends to be her drama teacher or like like her drama teacher or some shit and uh they have like this uh conversation and then it takes a while she's like you're not my drama you're not my new drama teacher are you and he's like no i'm not and it's just like the most it's like the most creepy creepy scene and it's the most tense scene in cinema history to me because it goes on for such a long time me and my wife watched this together and she was like why is this scene going so long she was like, because you don't know what's gonna happen. They, they, they. It's so tense because you don't know if he's going to kill poor little Danielle or he's gonna sexually assault poor little Danielle to to the point, you know, that it it it's just like gruesome and terrifying. But he kind of he kind of molests he kind of molests her a little bit because like he fucking like tongue kissed her. And I really don't like uh I really don't like Sam Bowden's uh 
reaction to that? Because if somebody, if an older man came at my daughter like that, he wouldn't be living. It, Cap, Cape Fear would be 50 minutes fucking around with me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know, like, at that point, I would have been like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to take these matters into my own hands here. You know, at that point, because nobody touches my children. No one touches my children. You touch my children. You deal with me. That's all I got to say. Um, Yeah, but like, yeah, like. I don't like, I mean, like, he did send some, like, he did get some guys on there to, to like, fucking put in work. They, they failed. Uh, they failed miserably. But, um, I would have done that work myself and got it, I would have got the job fucking done. That's all I'm saying. But, um, anyway, yeah, like, it, like I said, like, the Max Cady shit with, uh, with Daniel, creepiest shit in cinema history to me. Um, another thing I want to talk about is cinematography. I love the way this fucking film is shot i love the way it's shot because it's shot like an old school uh 50s and 60s film it it's shot like something that hitchcock would make it like it's it it if you would if it, if i'm gonna lost for words here because i love how it's shot it's so beautifully shot if you would have if you watch this movie, that's just that's what I want to say. If you watch this movie and I told you this movie was made in 1991, you wouldn't believe me. You would have thought this movie was made in 1961. You would have thought this movie was made in 1959 or whatever. You know, that's how beautifully shot this movie is. Because 90s movies were a little bit, they're a little bit more darker, either like, when they're supposed to be serious, they're a little bit more darker and grainier and grittier. Or if they're supposed to be uh, happy movies, comedies, they're really bright. They're really bright. But this movie is like shot in Technicolor. You know? It's shot in Technicolor. Like older, like the older movies. Like Hitchcock movies. It's shot like that. And I love the way this movie's fucking shot. I just love it. I just love it. It's, it's part of my... I don't know... If they won Best Cinematography for this, because I don't think they were even nominated for Best Cinematography, so they should have won. They should have been nominated and won Best Cinematography for this shit, because it's shot beautifully. I love the way this movie's fucking shot. Um, there's nothing more I can say about this movie, man. Like I'm just, I'm just gushing over. It. I fucking love this movie. I love this goddamn movie. It's still one of my favorite fucking movies of all time. I love the performances. Everybody's on their A game in this movie. Even the even people you don't see for more than like five minutes, they only got like a couple uh, couple scenes on their A game because you got uh, Joe Don Baker who plays like the private investigator. Hell of a job, Ileana Douglas. You see her, hell of a job. Gregory Peck is in here. You only see him for a couple minutes. He's a little, he's a little campy. He's a little campy. He was also uh, in the original Cape Fear because him and Robert Mitchum are make cameos in this movie. And they were in the original, they were the original Sam Bowden and uh, Max Cady. So um, you got that. Um, yeah, man, I just, I just love, love this movie, man. Like there's nothing bad I can say about this movie. There's nothing bad I can say about it. It's five out of five. 
perfect score. Uh, join me next week. We are in the middle of Oscar week. I forgot to say that at the beginning of the beginning of the podcast. I'm doing all Academy Award winning, Academy Award nominated movies. So next week, I think I'm going to stay in 1991. And I'm going to talk about the critically acclaimed John Singleton film, Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood next week. So until next time, peace, everybody.